by the way, this is the Hive Mind Show. I'm Lionel. That's Cole. Yeah, you you know. Oh the fuck. fuck. We are. Yeah, we're just we're just in it now. <laughs> well, we completely forgot about what we were even doing. We we we've just been talking long enough. I'm like, fuck it. Today it's we've both been in some sort of fervor. You know. Yeah, it's 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 a weird time. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever, bro. The show, you know, it's an evolving show. We don't always have to. You know, we don't even number these now. We never did. We stopped at two and never kept going. I know internally what number this is, but externally, except for How people many? on, except for people on Apple Podcasts, because that just default numbers them every time you put up a new one. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Those fuckers. What are you doing, listening to this on Apple Podcast, having an enjoyable time? I hope listening to. Us two dumbasses. Yeah, just... Now, Colt, continue your story as I finish off my Michelob Ultra. Is that a sponsor? Do we have our first sponsor, finally? If we were sponsored by Michelob Ultra, I'd probably be questioning a lot of things about myself. (laughs) Uh, I I wouldn't really question it. That seems on brand. (laughs) If we were sponsored sponsored by a golfer beer... (laughs) We're golfers, right? I've never played a round of golf in my fucking life. Well, you know what I, they I say, live, it's a good I live spoil. next to a golf course, and I've never played golf in my fucking life. Well, see, I played golf a couple times growing up, like with my dad and with friends and things like that. Firstly, it's a really expensive sport, so no shit, nobody fucking plays it. <laughs> but two, the people who golf seriously are the kinds of people I never want to be around. Really? Sorry if you golf, but not really sorry at the same time. Because it's like... <laughs> There, there is simply no way to explain it. Like, I, I have this issue with people who I consider elitists, who are I like, know. I have to have, I have to have the best of everything, the best. It is the best. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And those are exactly the type of people who play golf. I, I think of like, I think of like the old white guys who do nothing except maybe like yell at their wives and play golf and play golf. <laughs> they don't they don't want to actually do anything strenuous so they just walk a nice green field with no minorities in. yeah yeah that sounds about right so again maybe this is not you it's golf you know you could also just be a bunch of dumbass uh high school kids who tear up the courses a couple times i'm not saying i did that because legally that's a joke have you seen uh two turn no dude like i don't see any of his videos anymore for he, I haven't followed. He did a series of videos where it's him and his boys, and they just go to a fucking course, you know, as you would expect, right? Mm-hmm. But they get absolutely hammered on these fucking courses. Oh, this is great. And they they get, like, belligerent drunk. <laughs> and so there was, like, one video of his... Somebody was, like, yelling at him, like, it, while they were sitting in a uh, golf cart. Uh-huh. And he threw a drink at the golf cart. <laughs> and in one of his next videos he posted like a message that he got from this person that just said like hey asshole you cracked the windshield of my fucking golf cart (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) hey asshole it's fantastic there's there's another one of him like driving a golf uh, cart like as fast as he could 
and he like launched it off of a little hill and just landed in like a bunch of like tall grass and weeds and shit. <laughs> I'm like, if that's what golfing is, I'm totally down to go golfing. See, that's 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 the kind of golfing I'm interested. I don't want to just sit there and hit balls around with a bunch of other guys. Just get super drunk and hit stuff. I've one of my one of my guilty one of my guilty uh, expenses whenever I get like financially stable enough is I'm going to definitely buy a golf cart just to have it just to, just to fuck around in because that is <laughs> you know like the Hot Wheels cars that like you drive around in as a kid they're uh-huh. not Hot Wheels they were um, whatever they were called like the Jeeps yeah. and shit that like little kids drive yeah it's yeah. exactly like that but for adult men. <laughs> So I desperately want one just to fuck up and destroy and do whatever else with. Drive around at like 20 miles per hour and then leap out of. You know what I mean? I want I want a man toy is what I'm asking for. A man toy. Not the kind you'd find in Spencer's. Just a, you know, just a regular, a toy just, for yeah. a man. There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> you know, a man toy. Man toys are us. Jesus, I'm gonna look that up right now. That's gotta man, be a that, that's gotta toys be are us. That's gotta be a website. Right? I hope that's not. all I'm seeing is is stuff about the decline of Toys R Us. Hey, there you go. Toys R Us, the final chapter. The final chapter. Why did Toys R Us go bankrupt? Because Amazon exists. How Toys R Us went out of business? Question mark. There's two. Re- there's, okay, so there's two reasons why the way they did, they went bankrupt. They're kind of back now. Yeah, I was about to ask. Aren't they? Like, like someone bought them out or something? Yeah, they're not like all open again, but there are some Toys R Us stores out there. The reasons they went bankrupt are one, like I said, Amazon exists. <laughs> of course, to kill all business. That's what yes. I'm not even going to say it. And Probably two, I don't think kids really fuck with toys anymore. That's, yeah, that's something I've been, it's going to sound boomer as fuck, but I think kids don't play with toys anymore, man. I don't, th- I don't think they do. At least, like, not like we did. Like, God, I just sound old as fuck now. But, like. Maybe we are old, man. I told my mom I was old yesterday, and she almost hit me. <laughs> Oh, I would never say that around my mom because she definitely would hit me. But like, I I think it's just there's there's so much more for kids to do now and fucking in terms of like electronics, play like with that. toys, yeah. Mm. Like I had like I had video games as a kid, right? But yeah, I still had toys that I would play with. The video games that we had as kids though were like. Were like the weird. Hold on, please tell me you know this. It was like Let's a Pizza out. Hut promotion where they had like a bunch of like video games <laughs> kind of burned onto it <laughs> onto a disc. I never had that, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I had two versions of that growing up, and I have no idea where they are now. Yeah, I I never had one of those, but I do know what you're talking. For for those of you who are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Pizza Hut did this weird promotion fucking ages ago. Dude, Pizza Hut used to be in fucking every... Remember when Pizza, Pizza Hut, Hut was just like really an American cool. staple? Yeah. 
I, I remember going there and playing in like the the arcade that they had in Pizza Hut and shit. It was cool as fuck. Now Pizza Hut's just kind of sad. You want to talk about a company going into fucking decline? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Pizza Hut. It, it used to be like that is like where families would go on Saturday night, right? You oh, got man. you got some little kids. You don't have a whole lot of money to feed them with. Go to Pizza. <laughs> Give him like, give him like two dollars and quarters. Are you broke as fuck? Does your wife not love you anymore? Are your take, kids rowdy? Take you just your family to, to pizza. To death? Take your fucking family to pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't have a lot of money. Do you hate your kids and your wife? Take them to pizza. <laughs> Jesus. They'll be. Did your wife can look at all the waiters going so sad? I don't. To see this is complete. I feel like there is no top. There is simply no topic in this video. I don't ever want to see one of my friends try to hit on a waitress ever again. Oh, you've witnessed it. I witnessed it recently. Oh, shit. And it was, uh, dude, I don't ever want to see that again. How bad was it? So Firstly, he got, who was it? This is, well, you, you don't know them. This is my friend Alex. Oh, okay. What's and, up, Alex? Um, We're about to dox you right now. Yeah, I'm doxing the fuck out of you. Anyway, I won't, I won't, I won't go too in, into detail with it because I don't want to fuck him over that bad. But basically, <laughs> we went out. We had this waitress. She was pretty cute, and okay. he decided he was like, "I am going to talk to this waitress." And I was like, "Okay." And they were talking for hours, literal hours. Oh no! They were talking the whole day. He got her number. Oh, he actually got it. He got her number, right? Okay. And we were gonna we were gonna leave. We were at a bar, and we were gonna leave, and we stayed till last call. And he was like, he was like, I think I'm gonna see if she wants to come hang out with us after this. And I was like, okay, like that's been sus for sure, bud. I was I was like, I don't care, and so. We're outside. There's a couple other people who we were outside with us, and we're just like standing in the parking lot talking. And he's waiting for her to come out. Oh god! And he kept being like, "Man, she's kind of taking a while. Like, you guys don't have to wait for me. Like, you can just leave. And like, if anything, like, I'll just I'll just get an Uber home. And I I was driving him. We'll we'll wait. Like, it's fine. Maybe like five more minutes went by, and she drove past slowed down rolled down her window and just yelled and said hey go home and then took off oh god and we broke out into laughter so hard and then i looked up and i saw his face and i could tell he was hurt in his fucking soul (laughs) these these bitches man and all he said he turned around, he looked at us, and he said, you hate to see it. <laughs> and I was like, it's, took, ti- it's time to go. <laughs> he took it like a champ, man. He took it right on the chin. <laughs> Yo, dude, like, my head, like, fuck it, I'm saluting you right now. I don't know if I would have handled it that well. <laughs> he said, you hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> Them's the brakes. It is what it is. 
But yeah, after uh, after witnessing that, I'm like, I don't ever want to see one of my friends try to hit on a waiver again. I never want to see one of my friends get let down that hard. But... That too, yeah. Just like if if you're gonna do that, just don't do it in front of me because I can't I can't deal <laughs> with that. I can't watch you get put down that hard because I'm gonna feel like I got put down that hard. exactly. We all got put down that hard. somehow that rubbed off on me. Like I don't even know how, but it did. Oh shit! Oh god, that is so bad. It's terrible. He, he gave it. He gave it a college try, but it just. I mean, what else can I say except for you hate to? See that is so. Awful. Now this is this is slightly off topic. Did you ever go to like a Hooters or anything like that? Have I ever Hooters or like a tilted kilt? Anything like that? I think that might just be Chicago. I don't know. So funny story about who. All right, lay it on me. Was it? I think it was. It was either my seventeenth or eighteenth. <laughs> Jeez. And I did not choose to go there. No, of my... course not. Who chooses to go there? I the first time and the I only was... time I went there, I was dragged there by my dad. I was exactly. I was taken there by my dad <laughs> against my wish for my fucking birthday, and I was like, same. Okay, but we went with my entire family. Same. And I was like, this. Why are we here? I went. Oh my god! No, continue your story. I'll tell mine after. It, it, it like, the food was like whatever, which is basically what you hear about Hooters anyway. Yeah, the it's, food was. It's not terrible, so so. but it's not great either. I'd rather it's, have just gone to McDonald's. Yeah, the only thing I fully remember about being there that day is when we got there. There was a guy at a table by himself, and all he had was coffee. Oh no. And he was he was there like when we sat down. So he got there before us. And there so there's six people in my family and we all like got food, ate, all that. And we finished our meal before he left. Like we left before him. <laughs> and all he fucking had the entire time was coffee and just kept getting refills of coffee. Jesus Christ. And I saw him at one point, like, because we had the same waitress. Yeah. And, like, she, she went over to check on him. And at one point, he got a hug from her. And I was like, yo, he paid for that hug. He, like, he, he oh, is about to tip out the ass. <laughs> I, that is just. Okay, so we now we have to speculate as to why he was. Oh, he was there specifically to talk to one of the women. I was, yeah, I was just about to say, there's one waitress that caught his eye, and now he is madly in love and goes back there only to see her. Oh, man. It's it's literally like the, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? In South Park, they have essentially their own version of uh, Hooters, but for kids. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, and it's, it's a fucking play on words. Fuck. Oh, damn it. What's it called? It's a fucked up name, because it essentially just means, like, the opposite. It means, like, really small boobs. Hold on. I gotta look <laughs> it up now. Raisin. Yep. <laughs> Raisins. Oh, no. That show is so fucked. <laughs> so, actually, this is actually getting me 
This is reminding me of something. Apparently, South Park is getting sued again. I was going to say for the thousandth time. Now, you watched that COVID episode they did. Oh, yeah. Can you guess as to what got them in trouble? I'm going to say it had to do with if somebody was going to sue them. I'm going to say it was the scene of I was fucking the bat. No. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You would think think it said, no. It's because uh, there was a scene where Cartman, of course, this is what I've heard. I have no official, like, confirmation from this. This is just what I've heard through social media. So I could very well be. But it's because Tolkien got shot by the cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that (laughs) happened. Which is not funny, but it is also hilarious. Because, like, Cartman and Kyle were fighting because Cartman yes. started coughing on Kyle. And yes. the two cops that were in there were like, stop! And they pulled out their guns, and they started shooting at Token for some reason. Of yes. course we know the reason. And the, Yeah, and they hit him. They hit Token in the arm. He goes to the hospital, and then they tell all of the parents that one of the kids had to go to the hospital because he had covid because related to COVID is what oh, they yeah. could be Because the kids call them out and they're like, Token's not in the hospital because he has COVID. He's in the hospital because you shot him. And he's like, it was COVID related because if COVID wasn't a thing, your teachers would still be here and we wouldn't be here, which means we never would have shot him. Therefore, it's COVID related. Therefore, it is COVID related. <laughs> I man, I, I've said it before. People keep sleeping on how intelligent South Park is. <laughs> oh man, because like it, that's exactly calling out all the bullshit that's happening now. Of course, being very loose. That entire episode like, did all of it for the entire hour. It was they called oh, out God. everything that happened this year. It's fucking bullshit, man. There's one thing I will always stand my ground for, and that's South Park. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, there's a... You said they were getting sued on the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, well, there's a scene of Mickey Mouse having sex with a bat. So I, I figured it would be that. But no, that was not it. No, it was Token getting shot by cops. Token's been shot a lot in South Park. There was the there was the whole, like, stain your ground thing that they did. Yep. With, um... What the fuck is that bitch's name? I can't, I can't remember. George Ooh. something, right? George. Uh, it was a huge scandal that happened because it was this, this white-ish guy who shot a kid. Oh. Which I know yeah. is like usually how the story goes. Yeah, no, I, I know. But they were yeah, making they fun did, of the whole idea that people about started. That. Go ahead. I said, yeah, they did do an episode. And like, something was happening with Cartman and Token. And Cartman was just like, hey, fist bump. This is like the end of the video. Or yeah. end of the episode. Fist bump. But he draw he like paints a circle around him with spray paint. Yeah. And Token takes one step in and Cartman shoots him <laughs> as soon as he steps in. Yep. He's like, stand my ground. I stand my ground. Uh, but of course nobody's there to see it. Token's been shot so many times. It's unfair. Not as many times as Kenny. Well, Kenny is like the punchline to every joke. Cause somehow you know I mean? Kenny still dies in the fucking COVID episode. <laughs> Does he? Perfect. Yes. I was about to ask that. I haven't seen. I haven't seen really much of the uh, out episode, of, other than bits and pieces. Out of everything that happens in the fucking episode, Kenny still dies. Oh god, that's good. I love that. That is just right there. 
Of course, Kenny dies. I saw I saw like a chart a long time ago, and it was of every episode that Kenny dies in, and it was like it would fill out like a box with green. Yeah. And like for like the first few rows, it was just solid green because he died in every episode. Oh and then slowly God. and slowly, he's dying less and less as the uh, episodes go on. You got you got to earn it now. Oh yeah. Like is this a Kenny? Is this a Kenny death episode? Yeah. Kenny died here. I think it's like one of the greatest running gags of all time. And then they got super meta with it in the uh, Coon and Friends trilogy. That that was a little intense. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they summoned the Great One. Yeah. Cthulhu. I've actually been... Um, I'm just going off on tangents this episode. I've actually been uh, like really reading up and getting interested in H.P. Lovecraft. And there was this like small snippet, uh, uh, like kind of like an audio snippet that I listened to talking about um i think it was called like the unnamed city and i've never i've never read or actually like listened to any of what his writings are he's a he's a really phenomenal writer but i mean because because it's older it's written in kind of a strange way where it's a little hard to read or a little hard to listen to i became once forth kind of thing like what the fuck is he saying but listening to uh that little audio snippet of the unnamed city was terrifying. It was. It was. I, I'll have to send you a link to it. Um, the audio I listened to was from a YouTube channel I'm subscribed to called uh, the Exploration Series. Or Exploration. Exploration Channel. Yeah. If I can pronounce my words correctly. And it talks about this explorer who uh, was essentially like combing the deserts and talking to. Uh, uh, damn it! I'm trying to remember some of the people they call it. he. One of them he kept referring to as the Mad Arab. Uh, that was like that's what was actually written. The Mad Arab something or other. I forgot what his actual name was. Uh, but in that little quote, in that little poem, that the Mad Arab kept telling the uh, explorer is the same quote that Kenny hears in um, South Park. Of course. With strange eons, even death may die. And so, like, I, as I'm listening to it, it's crazy because it talks about this precursor race to human, which are like these short, stubby, crazy lizard demons um, who have built this, like, grand architectural city back before the desert was even a desert. Okay. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago, millions of years ago, the city was built back when it was a lush tropical forest back when the seas were higher and like and it just talking about that and thinking about that how long the city has simply progressed through the ages was just kind of crazy and then talking about how um all the architecture was not built for humans because the explorer had to like get down on his knees and then sometimes actually crawl on his hands and knees because he couldn't get any higher because the ceilings were that low and they were built for a race of stubby, crocodile-like reptile people. It was, he just has a really good way, H.P. Lovecraft has a really good way of um, inciting terror just by using words. That's a skill. It is. It's, it's a really incredible skill that 
I, I'm kind of trying to unlock a little bit, just like by reading it. I uh, I wish I could read. Hold on, let me actually find a snippet of it. I love how that sentence just ended because it just sounded like I wish I could read. I wish I could read. <laughs> God, I wish I could read. Uh, I was gonna say I wish I could read a, a like a snippet of it, but I could easily just look it up because I have the power of the internet at my fingers. Unnamed or nameless city. Short horror story written by Lovecraft in 1921. Oh, come on, fucking get it. Oh, shit, here we go. Just gave me the whole book. If you go to hplovecraft.com, you can just find the actual entire book. What's great about this, too, is um, if you're interested in the Cthulhu mythos for any of our listeners, or you are, um, it's actually all, like, it's not copyrighted. So you can write anything using any of the Cthulhu mythos that H.P. Lovecraft has used or any other writers have used. And it's totally is that, fine. Is that weird? That's It's a little weird, but I'm really happy he did that because by him doing that, by him leaving it to the public domain, it, it has, like, clearly you can't, like, plagiarize other authors who have rights to their books, but, uh-huh. like, to the ideas and things they bring up for their books you can use. You can't just, like, copy and paste their entire book in a pamphlet and sell it. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, the idea of Cthulhu or, like, these mythic people that he wrote, there are, like, other authors, too, that have added to the mythos. And it just, it makes it so rich and so viable, right? Almost, Uh it's never going to go out of style because you could always add to it. Well, I I guess, like, I'm saying, like, is it weird? Like, is it not possible for anybody to copyright it? So the, from what I understand, because he created this and it's sort of credited to him, once something hits the public domain, I do not believe you can actually copyright. That's one of the reasons why I love um, SCP stuff so much. Uh Again, if you don't know what SCP stuff is, just search it online. It is, it's fantastic. It's like a bunch of horror writers uh, that is also in the free domain, even though there's kind of weird russian copyright thing that's happening right now uh that i'm not going to get into but no once it's in the public domain it's in the public domain because then you'd have to go around and copyright every single thing that other people have written for it to like truly say that you own it you're a little muffled there bud i just i just like looked it up real quick because i was like i've i've I've, like vaguely looked into this public domain stuff before i could be wrong i know that there's like a there's like a time that like things are copyrighted and then eventually like those will expire and you have to get them copyrighted again. Right. I, I don't know if you have to be the original author and then get it copyrighted before it expires. So here, here's the thing. I just, I was just looking it up to see like what that would be happening to like soon. Superman, Batman and Snow White will all be going into public domain between 2031 and 2035. Interesting. So they, I mean, clearly they're going to have to do more with that before it expires. Right, but they're got like, there's no way that DC and Warner Brothers isn't going to, like, renew the copyright for Superman and Batman. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, that is, that's way too much, you know. That's you way imagine, too big. Can you imagine if Batman was public domain? <laughs> oh my god, it would be fucking nuts. Fan fiction would be canonized within the week. It would be week. chaos. It would be insane, yeah. But that's, I don't know, that's 
I understand the importance of having a copyright. Clearly, if you're the creator and you want to have your intellectual property be yours, that's totally fine and viable. But like, after a certain amount of time, I think it's really worth it as a piece of art to go into the public domain because then people can explore and add to it. There's yeah. no greater art than, excuse me, than having people contribute, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but to actually get back to this, I wanted to read that full quote if I could find it. So the, the, the beginning of it goes like this. Are you ready? Yeah. When I drew nigh the nameless city, I knew it was accursed. I was traveling in a parched and terrible valley under the moon. And afar, I saw it protruding uncannily above the sands as part of a corpse may protrude from an ill-made grave. What? That, that is the first two lines of this whole thing. And it goes on to say, Fear, fear spoke from an aged-worn stones of this hoary survivor of the deluge, this great-grandmother of the eldest pyramid, and a viewless or held me and bade me retreat antique and sinister secrets that no man should see and no man else had ever dared see. Are these whole are this whole book written like this? Yes. Oh my god. All of his works are written like this. And it's like it I don't know if it's just the way it's written. It's written kind of in that old almost metaphor. It's almost like he just writes in metaphor. <laughs> But there, there's something capturing about it, uh, both uh, creatively and emotionally, just capturing it. And all that was just him talking about what he saw in terms of, like, the city when he first arose on it. What a guy. What's up, Lionel? <laughs> what a guy. What? I mean, he was also a terribly racist, if we want oh, to go yes. deep into, like, who he was as a person. I'm, I'm sure full... you know what his cat's name is by now. You don't yep. look it up. Yep. So this is that's a good example of separating art from the artist. That's another thing too. Like, um, eventually, at least hopefully, Harry Potter and all that stuff uh, will go into the public domain, and that's going to be a field that happens. I don't think that's going to fucking happen. You are you are so quiet right now. I can barely hear. You. I don't think that's going to happen either. You don't think it's going to? No. Honestly, I have no idea. Because once. Uh, J.K. Rowling dies. I don't know if she has any kids or anything like that. I don't know if she has any kids, but like I'm sure it'll go to somebody. Like she's giving it to you know. Uh, possibly. I I don't know. Copy copyright laws kind of change from place to place. I don't know what it's like in the UK. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I guess it's I guess it's kind of weird because I I have this is like making this up but i feel like until you know like the late 1800s early 1900s right uh-huh didn't really have a reason to fucking copyright anything <laughs> i mean yeah because like i mean identity theft could still happen and thieving of ideas definitely still happened back then but it's not not so on the scale that it to would... do it now yeah as it is now i mean because, like, I guess, like, all these things that are copyrighted now that will soon be expired. Like, I don't know how often it expires, but, like, it said, like, Superman and Batman are, will be in, like, 2031. 
like Superman was created in 1935. No, 1938. Superman was created think... in ni- 1938. So I'm like, okay, well, that's like less than a hundred years. Like, is it, was it the entire time it was copyrighted or was it like 50 years and they have to do it like every 50 years or something? Like, I don't know. Uh, from memory, what I understand is it exists as long as you, the creator, exist, and then it exists for a set amount of time after you're passing. Of course, that might be different for companies, and you can transfer it over to a company, and then it just might be about it. I, I don't know. I don't know all the ins uh, and outs of it. I was going to say, because the guys that created Superman never owned Superman. Yeah. So it might. So if the rights go to the company, then it just might be a set amount of time. I don't, I don't know if um, you copyright it for a certain amount of time, and then you have to go back and do it. I have no clue. Eventually, we'll like, out. the natural life of a copyright is to decay. I don't want to say decay, but to eventually transition into the public domain. I guess we'll find out when we wake up one day and everybody is writing fucking Superman stories because it's public domain. Yeah. Like what happened with uh, the Redskins. Washington yeah. Redskins. Again, another Fantastic South Park episode. Now, are you sure that if something goes into public domain, that it can't be taken out? Uh, again, as far as I'm aware, the answer is no. But like I said, we can look it up real quick and actually inform our listeners. The term public domain refers to creative materials that are not protected by intellectual property laws, such as copyright, trademark, or patent laws. Anyone can use public domain work without obtaining permission, but no one can ever own it. This is a blurb I'm reading from the Stanford University. Fair use. Hmm. An important wrinkle I'm continuing on from the website. It's fairuse.stanford.edu. Interested. Uh, an important wrinkle to understand about public domain material is that while each work belongs to the public, collections of public domain works may be protected by copyright. If, for example, someone has collected public domain images in a book or on a website, the collection as a whole may be protectable even though individual images are not. You're free to copy and use individual images, but copying and distributing the complete collection may infringe on what's known as collective works copyright. Collections of public domain material will be protected if the person who created it has used creativity in the choices and organization of public domain material. This usually involves some unique selection process. For example, a poetry scholar compiling a book, The Greatest Poems of E.E. Cummings. So, I guess the answer is you kind of can through a loophole, but you also can't. (laughs) Because it's only copyrighted in that specific collection. So, I also just found that there are some things that have a perpetual copyright. Interesting. Some works may never fully lapse into public domain. A perpetual crown copyright is held for the authorized King James Version of the Bible in the UK. Where does that copyright go to? The church? I would imagine. uh, Probably. While the copyright has expired for the Peter Pan works by J.M. Barry, the play Peter Pan or the boy who wouldn't grow up, and the novel Peter and Wendy in the United Kingdom, it was granted a special exception under the Copyright Designs and Patents Act of 1988 that requires royalties be paid for commercial performances, publications, and broadcasts of the story of Peter Pan within the UK 
as long as Great Ormond Street Hospital, to whom Barr gave the copyright, continues to exist. Interesting. So he gave the copyright of Peter Pan to a hospital. That's actually really cool. And as long as the hospital stands, they will own Peter Pan's copyright. So it sounds like you can definitely give it to institutions, which clearly will last longer than the average human lifespan. Yeah. And then that could be a workaround. But even then, you you said it was, it was an exception that had to be made. Right. So I guess there are workarounds to it. But for vast majority of copyrights, they will eventually fall into public domain. Which is why I think one of the reasons you see so many things about like Sleepy Hollow, or the, I mean, I think it's different. I think H.P. Lovecraft actually, before he died, gave uh, this to the public domain for anyone to use. What a weird... Common ways that works arrive in the domain. One, the copyright has expired. Two, the copyright owner failed to follow copyright rule rules. Three, the copyright owner deliberately places it in the public domain, known as dedication. Or, uh, number four, copyright law does not protect this type of... As of 2019, copyright has expired for all works published in the United States before 1924. <laughs> in, other, in other words, if the work was published in the U.S. before January 1st, 1924, you are now free to use it in the U.S. without permission. These rules and dates apply regardless of whether the work was created by an individual author, a group of authors, or an employee. Because of legislation passed in 1998, no new works fell into the public domain between 1998 and 2019 due to expiration. 2019 works published in 1923 expired. 2020 works published in 1924 expired. So on. So, and so and so. For works That's published so after weird. 1977, if the work was written by a single author, the copyright will not expire until 70 years after the author's death. Holy if a work has boy. written by several authors and published after 1977, it will not expire until 70 years after the last surviving author died. What the fuck? So, I guess that means, like, people who will inherit your estate, whether that be, like, kids, relatives, whoever you loan it to, will own the copyright for an additional 70 years after you pass. So I knew I knew it so got changed you, somehow, I just didn't remember tell, how. What you mean to tell me, Cole? Yes. Is that someday, someday, Todd McFarlane... <laughs> <laughs> I... No, that's and... impossible. He he's the he's the co-creator of Spawn or Venom. Fuck. See you you even you fucked it up. He's Someday. the co-creator. He's the creator of Spawn. The co-creator yes. of Venom. It's impossible. Yes. Someday, Todd McFarlane will die, and on that day, a timer starts. A timer for seventy years. Sorry, seventy years until somebody can write a canon fanfic uh, of Spawn. Of Spawn and Princess Peach. It's always got to involve Princess Peach if you go to the wrong parts of the internet. Uh, well, we're learning a lot today. I didn't think we would actually have any sort of serious discussion today. But here we are. Yeah, so it, it the idea of fair use gets also a little bit more complicated. Because there are a lot of things that are, like, inspired by certain things. How do you work uh, that into what you're doing? Uh, I think there's there's a rule of thumb, and I can't remember. I think if it's, like, if at least 80% of the work 
was imagined by you yourself and only takes 20% away from whatever your quote-unquote drawing inspiration from, it should be fine. <laughs> if it is determined that it is a work of whatever, whether it be art or um, literature, film, whatever it may be, uh, as long as it could be considered something in and of itself, you probably, you know, and you didn't take any trademark stuff. Like, uh, there's that video game, Friday the 13th, that came out forever ago, it feels like. And the one trademark thing they ended up... I mean, they used a lot of it. But the one thing they ended up using was the name Jason. And what's hilarious is the way that this company, this game company, ended up getting around it. I don't know what their name is. Uh, the way they got around it was they took the uppercase J in Jason's name and put it as a lowercase. And that's how they got around the trademark. <laughs> I'm completely serious. So that does not tell you how much shit like goes into fair use and everything. It, it was a whole fiasco. Fucking laws, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're they're a headache for sure. You know, this is this is why this is why we have laws. There's just there's too much of this shit to ever possibly arise. <laughs> That's why, like, you got to find the most narcissistic lawyer you can find. You know, a good friend of mine is actually in law school right now. Oh, well, and I'm not going to take back what I said because I meant it. I hope that one day when he graduates that be like, hey, dude, you're, you're my lawyer. Uh, I'm not going to get too into detail. We've actually, um, one of Skyle's family is a lawyer, and we've had to ask him for some of uh, something of Skyle's ended up getting stolen. Something's always going to... Yeah, I mean, which got resolved immediately once we got in contact with him, thankfully. But still, like, having a lawyer in the family, you know, if you're, if you're growing up and you don't know what to do with your life, you can always be a lawyer. <laughs> like, people will absolutely need your help eventually. You can, you can always just do that. I mean, laws aren't that hard. If you like learning how to screw people over, definitely... Or, or, I mean, help people from being screwed over is what I really meant. That's what I actually meant. Clearly, you never watched the hit show. Clearly, you never watched the show My Cousin Vinny. No, I didn't. I thought that oh, was okay. a movie. It is a movie. I keep calling movie shows. I don't know. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem I have. It's I was going to say, I'm pretty sure My Cousin Vinny is a movie with Marissa Tomei and uh, Joe Pesci. Of course it is. I love Joe Pesci. I've never seen that movie. It's it's great. I mean, literally, it's about uh, this kid's cousin Vinny who has to help him out, even though he's like a impromptu, not an impromptu. He's like a self-made lawyer, kind of. Fantastic. Think of, think of like a sleazebag New York Italian lawyer. That's kind like a mob lawyer. That's kind of what he is. Gotcha. It's it's good. It's really good. They essentially have to go down to the south, and so there's that whole disconnect between. Him living in the big city and now having to understand what the hell grits is. <laughs> there's a scene where they go to like the restaurant there, the diner, and there's only three options of food. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's it. And he's looking at it with his girlfriend and he's like, um, I think, uh, I think I'll have the breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good film. You have to watch it. Yeah, well, it's, maybe I will. It's good shit. <laughs> If if we're still doing that trip in December, that's that's gonna be the movie I bring. We're still doing that trip in December. I'm bringing that movie for sure. Do it.
It's got the old man from uh, Pet Cemetery. Sometimes dead is better. He's like the judge. I think we've been having some kind of... Some kind of... Okay, there you go. It sounded like you were about to talk and then you just vanished. (laughs) I'm like, this keeps happening. I don't know what's going on. I'm sure it sounds fine for the people listening now. What are some... Are there any... I'm trying to think. The only other lawyer-ish movie that comes to mind is a movie that my sister has played nonstop when she was young. Do you do you know? Of course, it is Lionel. I thought you were legitimately asking me what because you couldn't think of it. Oh no, no, I was having you guess. <laughs> yes, of course, it's Legally Blonde. My sister, another movie, has watched ne- that movie. Never so seen it. You are not missing anything. I, hey, I know that it's it's classic Reese Reese Withers, but never seen Reese Witherspoon. Reese, I'm gonna call her Reese from now on. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it is classic, and I oh my god, I've seen it. It has to be over a dozen times by now. Bend and snap. Bend and snap. Oh, I broke his nose. For anyone, like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. But, hold on, this is going to get me on another tangent. Do you know that one actress who, like, plays the mildly hot friend or mildly hot mom? She kind of has, like, a big... She's got kind of, like, what? a big nose. And Okay, so it's in Legally Blonde, but she does it in other things. Uh, Skyla was just watching um, Secret Life of the American Teenager, and she's in it, too. So she's the person who always plays the friend. She- Yes, I, I gotta fucking find her name too. Damn it! But the cast of Lee—that's exactly what I'm doing. Jennifer Coolidge. I was just looking at her, and I was like, "There's no way that's who he's talking about." Yeah. So <laughs> hold on. If if hold on, just bear with me here. Have you ever seen the movie Gentleman Broncos? No. What the fuck, Lionel? Come on. Did, hold on. I've never even heard of Gentleman Broncos. Okay, it's it's a little under the radar. Do you know? So it's it's the same people who made um, Napoleon Dynamite. They made another movie called Gentleman Broncos. Oddly I'm, enough, I'm and I didn't right even now. plan this. It's it's about a copyright issue. It's about oh, this kid I, ha- who I have heard about this. Somebody What's that? somebody showed me a trailer for this like earlier this year, and I was like, this looks fucking stupid <laughs> i mean it is kind of but like it's 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 good man like if you if you liked what napoleon dynamite was you'll probably like this that has this has an actual plot to it though unlike napoleon dynamite which yeah, is about like a, fuck it's like all. a kid it's like a kid that writes a story and his fucking teacher like steals it and sells it this this really well-known author uh reads it and is like oh shit this yeah. is good and steals it and like yeah this was not planned or written or scripted at all, but yeah, it has to deal with him figuring out how to like fight that and get his copyright back. So it's, it's good and kind of like weird, of course, but I mean, it, it, it shows really well of like an aspiring writer, uh, kind of getting shafted by someone who's clearly like far more famous and established than he is. And how do you combat that? You know? So it's, it's a good movie. Um, I at least I hope it'll get some chuckles out of you. I enjoyed it, but anyway, she plays the mom. She plays uh, this kid's mom, and it's always like I don't want to hate on her so much, but this is gonna sound terrible. 
she's like the trashy friend that for some reason that so many men like. But when you look at her, you're like, what? Why are there so many people simping over you? The only other movie for sure know her from is Rick and Pie. Yes! Because she was How could I have forgotten She that? was Stifler's mom. Yes! <laughs> like the mildly hot mom. And she gets fucking she fucks with some guy. I can't remember. It's the it's the one dude in that movie who's like he's like the super pretentious friend. Yes. Who like acts like he's really fucking smart all the time. And he has sex with Stifler's mom. That's what I mean. Yeah, like she always plays those kinds of characters. Yeah, yeah. In know, um, yeah, Secret Life of the American that. Teenager. Yeah, in Secret Life of the American Teacher, Teenager, which is a terrible show, you should never watch it. <laughs> um, she plays like this kid's somewhat stepmom, and of okay. course, everything she says has this really strong sexual overtone to it. It's really uncomfortable. Of course, she actually doesn't play that. And Gentleman Broncos, she plays like, she's like the mom, this like the 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 uh, the single mom who is like super sweet, but nothing's really worked out for her. Okay, but she always plays some kind of mom or some kind of. Uh, Do it. <laughs> keep doing it. It's almost like that one Mexican kid guy who plays Hector thing he's uh, played in. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen that meme. No, it's it's just like some random Mexican dude. There's a picture of him, and then to the side, there's a list of every like he usually plays as like extras, uh-huh. but every extra or side character he's played in or played as has had the name Hector. <laughs> so it's a list of the movies and shows he's been in and the name of the character he played, and it's just Hector, 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 he just, Hector, Hector. He just fucking Hector, plays Hector. himself. Basically, he just keeps playing with someone named Hector. Man, what a what a fucking world! I'm just looking at the full cast that plays Legally Blonde, or that is in Legally. I mean, no, this entire cast of people plays this one character. <laughs> God damn, these people are so fucking old now. Of course, that was like over ten years. Linda Cardellini, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Fuck. You know what? No, Legally Blonde's I'm gonna be bringing. I'm not gonna bring my cousin. Yeah, come on, Cole. Bring a real yeah, none of that, movie. None of that loser shit. <laughs> Did your siblings ever have up? Did my siblings ever? So, uh, with my sister, it was legally blonde and uh, Philly. <laughs> Gully, however you pronounce it. It was, it was those two movies that she was all over and she'd watch them. Did your sibling, did your brother brothers or sister ever have any just like a movie that they constantly fucking watched all the time or it would be Uh, somehow some sort of staple one that i can remember for sure for my brothers was cars really yes i know the plot to the movie cars like the back of my fucking hand they were super into that fucking movie for a long time i I mean mean, there were little kids when it happened well, when yeah. it came out. Yeah, yeah. Car- they I mean, were like I did the enjoy perfect Car- age when it movie came out. Have you seen any of the sequels to it? I never saw Cars two. 
And I think I've, I don't think I saw Cars 3, but I did hear that Cars 2 was bad and Cars 3, like, brought it back. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I remember growing up and hearing that Cars 2 was coming out and I was like, why? What the fuck? I don't know. For me, that's when I think I started becoming an old man. I think I cracked it. I think I understand. <laughs> it's when the movie Cars came out. When the no, when the movie Cars came out, I, I was still that young, budding, bubbly boy. And uh-huh. then Cars Two came out, and it was immediately old and sour. Gotcha. I was just like, "Why the fuck are they making a Cars 2? Gotcha. I see. Why? What else could you tell with the story of Lightning? Uh, clearly, you have to tell the story of him trying to get back into the racing scene, Cole. That's what the fucking first movie did. It was no, him no, no. getting the first, into it. The first movie was him realizing, I don't need this. I don't need this fancy lifestyle. But then he got back into it at the very end, Lionel. Yes, but he he realized at the end of it that life has more to offer than fame and fortune. But then in the next movie, he realized that was bullshit. <laughs> no, in the next movie, in the next movie, he realized, hey, y'all trying to fuck with my title and I'm still here. I'm at least going to defend my title while I'm still around. What the fuck? And I'm trying to think. Two is the one that was about a two was a spy movie. I forgot about that. It was a spy movie. They they have some like international race where they go to like different countries, and some okay. fucking organization finds Lightning McQueen and is like, "We're sending you undercover as one of the racers." Why would you ever do that? <laughs> I'm not. I've never done espionage. And then three, from what I remember, is about uh, there's like a new like ridiculously like fucking fancy ass car that is like killing it in the racing circuit and people are like man lightning queen ain't shit now because he's just a regular ass fucking nascar (laughs) and he has he has to prove that through hard work you can beat somebody who's naturally better than you (laughs) i i'm honestly really sad that we ended up talking about car on this podcast (laughs) it was never meant to go this far Okay, so what was the movie that you watched constantly? <laughs> Never brought it up. I think the movie I watched all... there. I mean, there's a bunch. For, but the one that keeps coming back for me was The Iron Giant. Okay. Great movie. Yeah, I... Personally, that movie... It, seeing a giant death robot fall to earth and then some little hodunk kid out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere befriended was just like the perfect movie for me you know what took me a long time to realize as a kid hmm that that movie takes place in like the 1950s yes i like my like first like two viewings of that movie that was not apparent to me at all i don't think i realized that either until i got older i was like that movie was set in the fucking 50s Cause there's there's a, he does a bunch of stuff in the movie that like at the time when it came out in like the late nineties or whatever, like us as kids, it was like, oh well he's not doing anything that we couldn't do right now. Like he goes home and he's like watching TV. Watching television, he's eating food, he's got yeah, toys it's that like, he plays with kids at school. Yeah. Oh. 
this is this is fucking now. But no, you look back at it and you're like, no, look at the cars, look at the clothes that everybody's wearing. This is the fucking nineteen fifties. Look at like the like no color TV that he had. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's something again you don't think of. And also there's a giant alien robot. That's just yes. in there. Have I ever told you What's up? that I can't remember it, but I one time I think this was like a year ago. I dreamt the entire plot of a sequel to the Iron Giant. Okay, stop. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to be like, I I was hoping for years and years that they were going to make a second one. And now you have to hit me with as hard as you can, please. No, it's like I said, I can't remember it. I I literally woke up and I was like, did I just fucking... Did I just write the Iron Giant too? <laughs> when when does the Iron Giant go into public domain? <laughs> if we're like eighty by the time it hits public domain, we have to write a sequel to it. I like from f- the the vaguest vaguest things that I can remember of it are like um. So the first movie ends and you see like all his like scattered parts all over like the fucking Arctic, right? Yeah, and, and they're like assembling he's, each other again. Right, because he's like he like wakes up again. Yeah, I, re- I remember the little the little like homing beacon he has is like beeping the whole time. I remember vividly like that scene of him like rebuilding himself in the Arctic, <laughs> and then like I don't know where the fuck he went after that to spread to be Superman. But dude, like I, it was like I was watching the entire movie. It was, it was a, it was a fucking dream, though. <laughs> there, okay. So now you have to help me out because you're a comic aficionado. Uh huh. Is Iron Giant in the same universe as Superman? No. I ask this because there was one comic panel, and I've seen it a million times, of of Superman walking through like his Fortress of Solitude. Uh huh. And in the in the background, there was the head of the Iron Giant, <laughs> and like it's been brought to my attention a hundred times. And I'm like, is that fucking canon? Are they in the same universe or not? No, they are not. I desperately want it to be true, though. I would love to see. Maybe there is one. I haven't checked. I would love to see an Iron Giant comic. That's because funny as fuck. Though. That movie has touched my heart forever. It touched me so much, in fact, that for a long time, I was seriously considering naming my first son Hogarth. Oh, wow. It, I, like, I'm still kind of considering it. I found arguably better names that he probably won't be bullied for. I was going to say, you, you can't... In this, in this era, you can't name your fucking kid Hogarth. <laughs> there are people out there naming their kids fucking avocado and toast and shit. Hey, I can probably name my my son hogarth and be fine just because people but like doing it doesn't mean it's okay <laughs> listen <laughs> what i'm saying is I'm, I'm doing a step better so i should be fine if he doesn't like his name he can always change it when he's older fine uh yeah they are they are not in the same universe though <laughs> damn because he i don't know he, I... he showed he shows him in the movie he shows him superman comic books well yeah but like it could easily be meta. You mean to tell me, like, in the comics of Superman, there's no one else reading comics? No, that's like a About thing. Superman? No, they, they don't exist. 
This is bullshit. <laughs> I disagree with that logic. Stupid. It's like being in a zombie movie and no one understanding that they're called zombies. Like the entire series, The Walking Dead. I give The Walking Dead a pass, but like... That is literally what you just said. <laughs> well, I understand that, and I understand that Walking Dead was like the first big time you saw it, but I feel like I've seen it so many other times where I'm like, just fucking call them zombies. <laughs> I, the only other thing I give a pass is State of Decay, because they just call them Zeds, for short. I'm like, oh, alright, that's God. fine. Do they call them zombies in, like, Night of the Living Dead? I have no idea. Because that's, like, the OG zombie movie. Do they call them zombies in that? I don't... I don't know. Fuck! I... I know we're, I know you told me not to mention it because it's going to be a time loop, but today is the day of all days I should be watching a zombie film. What? what? Okay, time loop. It's happened. Now that we've gone back in time. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Hive Mind Show. My name is Cole Wilson with me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even remember what we talked about this episode. I was going to try to run it through word and I can't even think about it. It was absolute madness <laughs> and you know what last week we ended the episode and said our next one's gonna be normal <laughs> <laughs> this is by far the most acidine no fucking rails no plot episode we have ever done we i mean there's nothing wrong with just talking about nonsense. We didn't, on we didn't even have a, we, we didn't even have a fucking we didn't even have a fucking intro. I I just have to like decide at one point when I'm editing this where I decide to start it. <laughs> why don't Why don't we pre-record? Because we talked like a solid <laughs> twenty to thirty minutes before I even said, "Hey, this is the show." <laughs> Maybe that's what we do from now on. There is no intro. <laughs> The intro comes at the end of the show. I think I'm going to start it when we just say, hey, Chris, fuck you. <laughs> hey, Chris, go fuck I, I asked him if he still watches these, and he's like, uh, I haven't been keeping up, so I cannot wait for him to listen to this one. Oh, this is it's perfect, then. It's going to be months later, and I'm going to make sure to announce it on here that Chris finally listened to it. It's perfect. So set the clock. Clock is set. Ready, set, go. Huh. God, what a time to be old. So now that we've talked in length about the Iron Giant and how it should 100% be canon that Superman is in the universe of the Iron Giant. Uh-huh. What What was, like, the go-to movie in your youth? My go-to movie? Yeah. Um, mine is very simple. Yours is what? Mine is very, very simple. Okay. What is it? I want you to guess. My guess is that it's Spider-Man. The first one with Tobey Maguire. It's not. Really? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's Batman it's and Robin. Whoa! <laughs> what? Batman and Robin with fucking George Clooney as Batman, Chris O'Donnell as Robin, fuck Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl... Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and oh, Thurman God. as Poison Ivy. That movie, Cole, I had that movie on fucking VHS 
and it stayed. I had a I had a TV with a VCR in my room, and it just stayed in there. I never took it out. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus Christ! I watched that movie. I don't think I've, I don't so think I've many ever fucking seen that times. Movie. Cold. It is fantastic. I, I've watched it's the Tim so Burton good, ones, but I've never seen that one. It's so good. You Jeez. haven't you haven't lived until you see George Clooney Batman in the Batmobile. I, dri- I always can't driving even it. driving to a museum, right? There's a big gala okay. happening at this museum. This is right at the beginning of the movie. Where he gets a call from Commissioner Gordon and he says there's a man at the museum who froze everything and he calls himself Mr. Freeze and Batman just goes well that's a little on the nose isn't it? It's a little on the nose. And then Batman shows up by crashing the Batmobile through the side of the museum and it leaves a perfectly shaped bat symbol in the wall that it came through. How does that fucking make <laughs> Because it does. He he lands on top of a frozen dinosaur. God damn it. And says, hey, Freeze, I'm Batman. <laughs> to which Arnold Schwarzenegger as the acclaimed Batman villain, Victor Freeze, just oh. says, chill. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many ice puns in that fucking movie. I, I, I've always wanted to go back and fully immerse myself into the era of campy Batman. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's what's worse about it is that this is, this is post- Tim Burton Batman. Is it? Yes. Jeez. So Tim Burton did two Batman movies, right? He did Batman yeah. and then he did Batman Returns and that was 89 and 91 when those movies came out. The when next did this movie one come out? The next movie is called Batman Forever, which was okay. supposed to be the third movie by him. He just didn't end up doing it. Oh. And they and they got this man named Joel Schumacher. He actually died earlier this year. Joel Schumacher to direct yep. Batman Forever. And he made it super fucking campy and cartoony and ridiculous. And cast Jim Carrey as the Riddler. I don't think I've ever seen this one either. And then he did a sequel called Batman and Robin. Where he recast Batman. <sighs> Batman Forever, he's played by Val Kilmer, and in Batman and Robin, he's played by George Clooney. So there's no consistency whatsoever. But the only reason that you know that all of these movies are connected is fucking Alfred is played by the same guy in all four movies. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You can't change them out, man. No, no. I, have I told you a theory I ran across a long time ago that Alfred is actually like he essentially orchestrates everything. He's like the main villain of everything. <laughs> no. Oh fuck me! I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. 
essentially it was saying like Alfred is above the Joker because <laughs> because he created Batman and everything. So hold on, Alfred is really an evil mastermind who toys with Batman. Alfred is somehow Bruce's real arch nemesis who controls all of Batman the villains, such as the Joker and Penguin. Batman doesn't know it, but Alfred is secretly trying to have him killed. God damn. Where's the rest of the post? What? I mean, essentially, it explains it like that. <laughs> like, uh, he somehow, like, orchestrated his his parents to be killed because he, he hated his father and everything. But then through sheer epiphany, he realized that he could have the ultimate revenge by just fucking with Bruce his entire life. Of course. It, it is it is the most meta bullshit, and I don't think it would ever work, but it's just great to think about sometimes. You know what else makes Batman and Robin the, the pinnacle of Batman cinema? What? The fact that the two main villains are Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze, and they team up with each other. It does sound super unique, actually. Is it unique or is it dumb as hell when you realize that it's a woman who wants to kill all humans and cover the world in vegetation, teaming up with a man who wants to freeze the planet? Kill all humans and freeze the planet. Talking now, about now, if you freeze the pl- if you freeze the planet, no plants are gonna live. <laughs> but if you want all the plants to live, you can't freeze the planet. So clearly, their plans cancel each other out. Well, they haven't thought about it that far yet. <laughs> What's your end goal? To uh, cover the earth with plants. Oh, that's really interesting because mine is to actually cover the earth with ice. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, let's team up with killing Batman first. Bane is in the movie. Such, such lofty goals for two people who can't even kill a rich guy in a suit. God. And they want to freeze and also cause the plants across the planet another fantastic plot point of the movie alfred is fucking dying oh he's he's sick he's dying okay but plot does that twist, lead to anything plot twist alfred has the same disease that mr freeze's wife has dun dun wow because you know That's mr freeze's whole thing. Mr. Freeze's whole point of being a villain is that his wife is has like a, an uncurable disease, so he freezes her until he can find a cure for it because he's a scientist. That's actually super sad. Then it's why very, spend it's all very your sad. time doing that instead of trying to help your wife? Okay, so he does villainous things to help his wife. while trying to because he because he needs he needs money, so you know, he's like stealing shit. Okay, I understand. But he's like, he's doing all of this to fund his research. That apparently could, no one else in the world is looking into this. I was going to say, could you not appeal for grants or anything like that? No, apparently uh, nobody gives there, a fuck. Like, there are other super scientists in the world of Batman. And you couldn't go to them and be like, hey, could you guys look into this? Could I'm I offer sure your the- freezing services to Dr. Doom? I'm pretty like, sure hey, the the ending of the movie is Batman. Like, I'm sorry, completely to... different. Uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna call you out for them, so yeah. No, I, I realize Long my universe. Program. I will own Long up to universe. it. universe. <laughs> They're all the same. It's the comic campy universe. I'm pretty sure the ending of the movie is Batman like appealing to free. Like there are people in the world who can help her if you would allow them to try to help her. Uh, he got to appeal to their uh, morality. 
classic. But like out, outside of that movie, like that's why Mister Freeze is like my top Batman. Really? Because yeah, because he's like he's never really trying to like fuck with people. He he is literally doing all of this just because he wants to cure his wife's disease. My, I I've told you my theory of Batman is that, um, instead of like actually taking his billions of dollars or however much he has and like putting it into institutions to stop crime. He instead just chooses to dress like a bat and then beat the shit out of, like, criminals. Like, petty thieves and things like that. Yeah, it sounds about right. Thus sending them to the hospital to get a bill that they can't pay for. Thus making them resort back to thievery to pay for it. That's how you get them. That's how you get them. I'll keep beating them up enough, they'll soon realize. I think that's my favorite hot take of Batman ever. There's a lot of weird hot takes. Sorry. My favorite hot take is that Alfred is a mastermind responsible both batman and all villain the one that i hate the most what's is up the hot take of batman that i hate the most is that bruce wayne is just crazy and all of the villains are like the doctors at arkham asylum that see that that goes back to that lame-ass theory of oh no it was real they were actually yeah it's just the it's a fucking cop-out yeah it's like going back in time to fix the thing it's like oh there was no resolution it, yeah there people are like oh well after bruce wayne's parents died he like lost his fucking mind and he got put he was put into arkham asylum and like like poison ivy is the person who runs like the botanical gardens at the at the uh fucking hospital and <sighs> two-face is like a therapist that is like you know trying to play both sides of trying to get you know bruce to like think about what he's been and it's like it's like a bunch of weird shit like that and i'm like really really guys like <laughs> mr freeze is the guy who runs the board i think i think the joker is just like a clown like just a normal clown that like they had like visit the hospital oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fucking stupid <laughs> No, I hate that. Yeah, it's such a cop out, and like again, it leaves nothing resolved. Yeah, it's just a, it's literally a letdown, and that's all. And everyone thinks they're so fucking smart for trying to point that out too. Oh I, I've God. heard the same thing with Adventure Time a million times, they're where like, they're like, it? "Oh well, Finn's get gonna it? wake up and he's gonna be in a coma, <laughs> and like Jake the dog's gonna be there, but he's gonna be a real dog." And like, wow, I bet you think you're so fucking smart. But you go eat your fucking applesauce and medicine. <laughs> Sorry, I, I get really upset <laughs> when I hear that. I get real upset when people talk shit about my Adventure Time. It is a pet peeve, because Adventure Time is fantastic. The The amount of, like, real actual stuff that show touches on, it hurts. It's the worst. I've never... So, talking about Adventure Time, actually. Did you, did you watch any of those, like, TV shows that or cartoon shows that kind of came about as we were growing up that we caught, like getting into high school and junior high and all that. So Adventure Time was one of those. Um, regular show was another one, although that continued long until we were in I've seen all of regular show, and I was, I was into it as it was happening. See, I never watched all of regular show. It I caught, well. like, I caught, like, the tail end of regular show, and I never tried just watching all Oh my god. It's good. What, what I've seen I loved, but I just never sat down and watched it. What, what's fucked up is that 
as stupid of a show as regular show is, regular show has probably the best romance plotline of any cartoon I've ever seen. Referring to which one of Mordecai's girlfriends? We're, we're, we're talking about uh, Mordecai and uh, Margaret. The, she's oh. the the red bird that he's yeah, yeah, in yeah, love yeah. with. Because he's in love with her for like basically like half the fucking show. And then eventually they finally start dating and everything's going really well. And she has to leave to like go to college. And he's like, okay, like, yeah, you're going to go to college and you're going to, you know, finish and come back or whatever. And she, I think she basically just says like, well, if I'm away at college, like we should probably break up. And he just loses his mind. Oh yeah. Like, of course it's devastating. He goes into a deep fucking depression. You know who my favorite, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. I, I was just gonna say, like, I love the fact, too, that the show, like, the way they try to portray him being depressed is, like, he grows a depression beard, but it's just the feathers on his face are all <laughs> ruffled, and he, every time they show him, he has, like, a six-pack of cola with him. God. <laughs> and everybody else in the house is like, is he okay? And Rigby's just like, no, he, he is not okay. <laughs> he is not all right. No, that whole fucking, like, uh, yeah, essentially that whole love affair with her and everything. But my favorite romance is between uh, uh, Rigby and Eileen. Because that's the one you always knew what was going to happen or just straight up showed it. It it was going to happen. And then there was one episode where, like, he has to essentially admit it. There's, like, a giant version of Margaret that's, like, destroying everything. I don't remember the context of the episode. He's like, no, you have to tell her something deep. I think Eileen's hot when her glasses are off. <laughs> and then it just disappears and it's like... <gasps> and, he tur- and she turns around and she's just standing there with no glasses. <laughs> Can't see a fucking thing. <laughs> oh, man. it's They're they're such an adorable couple. And yeah, you, you wanted it to happen throughout the whole series. I love to get like, when they actually become ahead. a couple, they don't mention it there's just a random point where rigby's like well yeah me and eileen are going to hang out and everybody's like wait what <laughs> yeah they i i don't think they ever make a big spiel of it no it just it just it becomes a thing and you're like oh they're together now <laughs> oh great i in my opinion i feel like that's the show hinting at like what a great stable relationship looks like and then whatever the fuck mordecai is doing Mordecai was oh he was devastated there's that entire episode where he finds Margaret's sweater like mixed up in his like laundry Ugh. and he's like oh well, well first when he finds it he's just insanely weird about it and Rigby's like don't you fucking do it and he just shoves the sweater in his face to smell it oh man and he's like it still smells like her yeah <laughs> <laughs> And he gets in their car, and he's like, I'm going to drive it all the way to her school to drop it off to her. No. And Rigby's like, dude, you cannot do this. Like, she, if she hasn't, he was like, you guys broke up months ago. If she hasn't called you about this sweater, clearly she does not care about it. Do not do this. And he's like, no, she hasn't I thought have about, to. <laughs> she hasn't thought about you in months, but you got to get over it. He's like, no, I have to go. She's getting her back blown out by some 
guy right now. She isn't thinking about you. Uh, she wasn't uh, yours. It was just your turn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you know, clearly, I, clearly, I don't believe that. But that is like, <laughs> the worst take that some guys will get. This has been a fantastic episode. <laughs> I can I can I just point that out? This has been a fucking fantastic episode. I feel like we should quit while we're ahead. Yeah, probably. All right. So let's call it. So next week will be a normal episode. Don't make promises. You know you can't. I keep. didn't. I I didn't promise it. I just I stated it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to jinx it into existence. Ne- next week's podcast is going to be fully scripted. <laughs> what, we're going to type it out. It's going to be like a three-act play. I What we should do is type out, like, <laughs> type out a hundred sentences each. And then just read them one after another. They don't have to coincide. It's just, just going to be... Back to back. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to read all 100, and then you read all 100 of yours, and then the show what? is over. <laughs> What I meant was, you read one, I nope, read one, you read nope, one. So nope, it's nope. gonna none of it's gonna make any sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a hundred sentences back to back, and then and then the show ends. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. I love Thank you, everybody, show. so much for listening. Yes, we appreciate it very. If you made it, if you made it through the end of this episode, you probably know me personally. So I want you to text me and tell me. Just ask me, like, what the fuck were you guys doing? So I can tell you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tag him. Don't at me. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Fucking come Atlanta. at me. I don't, I don't care. Fuck. Peace out, everyone. Goodbye. Man, yeah. what a fucking episode. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I don't know either.